Hear the word of God from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. This reading comes from the New Revised Standard Version. You can find this reading on page 838 in the Pew Bible. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The golden rule is simple, but it is not easy. Throughout the centuries, the golden rule has been expressed in many different forms and by many different religions. Confucius once said, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you. The Taoist thinker Lao Tse once said, to those who are good to me, I do good. To those who are not good to me, I also do good. And thus, all get to receive good. In Islam, the prophet Muhammad said, None of you has faith until he loves his brother and his neighbor, what he loves for himself. Every major religion has some version of the golden rule as one of its major tenets. And so it shouldn't surprise us that when Jesus got around to preaching his greatest sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, in which he disclosed the rule for our relationships with other people, that he offered the simplest and cleanest expression of this maxim that was ever spoken. We call it the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We call it the golden rule, even though the Bible itself doesn't call it that. In fact, we don't really know where the label golden rule came from. The best we can tell is one popular theory where in the third century, the Roman emperor Alexander Severus loved the statement so much he adopted it as his personal motto. 
inscribing it on all of the public buildings in the empire, and in his own palace on one of his walls had it painted in gold. Now, regardless of where the name, the golden rule, comes from, it has certainly taken hold in the very cultural vocabulary that forms our societies. It has become so deeply ingrained into the ethical subsoil of our society that the secular world knows it, and even the corporate marketing world knows it. A couple years ago, the major hotel chain Marriott put out an ad campaign called The Golden Rule. It featured a 30-second commercial that included what you would expect a hotel commercial to have. It had images of clerks behind front desks welcoming guests, all to espouse their high level of commitment to hospitality and warmth. But what's compelling about this commercial to me is the narration of the commercial. It's a, it's a poem, which I believe is an original poem, that the narrator speaks underneath all of these images of the hotel doing its work of hospitality. Rather than show you the commercial, which you could look up yourself, I wanted to share with you the poem, this marvelous poem that makes connections with the golden rule. It would be great if human beings were great at being human, and if all of mankind were made up of kind women and kind men. It would be wonderful if common knowledge was knowledge commonly known, and if the light from being enlightened into every heart was shown. It would be glorious if neighbors were neighborly, and indifference a forgotten word. It would be awesome if we shared everything, and being greedy was absurd. It would be spectacular if the golden rule was golden to every man, and the good things that we ever did was everything we can. Now, what I like about that ad is that it reminds us that even though the golden rule is simple, it is not easy, not easy to practice. Because if every major religion espouses it, and if our secular world knows it, if even our corporate marketing world knows it, then why is there still so much pain and heartache and suffering in the world? If everyone knows the golden rule, then why is there so much brokenness? Not just in our individual relationships, but why is there Syria? Why is there Venezuela? Why is there Charlottesville? Why are there all of these trouble spots that Sally included in her prayer just moments ago? It's because the golden rule may be simple, but it is not easy. And it's also because it's too easy to misapply and misunderstand. It's far too easy to turn the golden rule into something else other than that which Jesus intended. And I can think of a couple ways. The first is to make the golden rule reciprocal, which means that we do good to others 
as long as they do good to us. I scratch your back. I expect you to scratch mine. And if you don't scratch mine, I'm going to hold it against you. That is human nature. And Jesus knew it. Which is why in the scripture passage that Angela just read for us, Jesus offers a preemptive precaution against making the golden rule reciprocal. He says, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Because even sinners do the same. The golden rule is difficult to practice because it calls us to seek the betterment of other people regardless of whether they will do the same for us. Jesus said, love your enemies. Do good. Lend. And then these four words that make the golden rule really hard. Expect nothing in return. But not only do we make the golden rule reciprocal, we make the golden rule egotistical. And what I mean by that is that we often treat other people the way we want to be treated. And if that's the case, if I only treat you the way I want to be treated, then that means that my primary filter My primary evaluator for deciding what is best for you is based on what I think is best for myself. And that's egotistical. Here's a a very rudimentary example. Let's, Let's say you and your significant other, let's say you and your spouse have two very different opinions, two very different perspectives on your preferred beverage of choice first thing in the morning. Let's say you like freshly brewed, hot, bubbling, aromatic coffee, and your spouse does not. I know it would make you wonder why you married that person to begin with. (laughs) But let's say your spouse hates the smell of coffee, hates the taste of coffee, and above all, hates the smell of coffee on your breath, but prefers orange juice instead. The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, does not mean that every single morning you insist that your spouse drink coffee just because you want that coffee for yourself. It means you give your spouse orange juice. And that's why, in addition to the golden rule, I like what someone sometime has developed as a corollary to the golden rule, which I think is important too. We call it the platinum rule, which I'd never heard until this past week. If the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, the platinum rule is do unto others as they would want you to do to them. See, to do that means you have to take down that personal filter, that egotistical lens that evaluates everything and everyone based on simply what you want and what you think is best for yourself. Immediately, what we recognize is that in order to do that, it requires one ingredient, 
One tool, one element that is very hard to come by, but is essential if we are going to practice the golden rule the way Jesus wanted us to, to practice it, or if we're going to turn the golden rule into something else, something that is harmful and even destructive. What is that one ingredient that makes practicing the golden rule possible? Empathy. Empathy. Empathy is that ability to see the situation and to see the world through the eyes of another person. It means taking down that personal filter and allowing yourself to see the world through the perspective of another. And that is hard. Because taking down your personal filter is difficult. It is risky. And it requires vulnerability. And being vulnerable is not something you want to do when it's hard to trust that other person. But Jesus would make it very clear to us that practicing the golden rule requires empathy. Because doing that first requires that we begin to see the other person in a completely different way. Not as an enemy. Not as a perpetrator of harm. But as a fellow child of God just like you. A a person who has vulnerabilities and weaknesses just like you. A a person who was formed by their childhood and perhaps warped by elements of their upbringing just like you. A A person who has much more in common with you than there might be differences. It means listening to them more than speaking. It means standing by their side rather than in opposition. It means addressing the common goal together rather than adversarially. That's empathy. And that's what's required for us to live the golden rule the way Jesus intended it. Well, I do want to share with you another commercial. Uh, This one I'm actually going to show you on the screen. Now, the fact that it's a beer commercial does not mean that I am endorsing this product. The premise is that two people, pairs of total strangers who know nothing about each other, are thrust into a private room together with the task of building an object together. Now, the object that they are to build is not clear to them at first until the plans begin to unfold. They know nothing about each other, but we do. The audience does. Because prior to going into that room to meet that other person, they're in a private room facing a camera, facing the audience. And they tell that camera things about who they are and what they believe. And then they meet the other person. And what unfolds in this commercial is utterly provocative. Now, it's a lengthy clip. It's about four and a half minutes long. And and my apologies to those of us who are watching via computer on live stream, since we don't have the permission to show the commercial via live stream. If those of you watching online would like to watch it, the link uh, 
to the clip is available right there on our website, and you can click and watch it in real time with us. Otherwise, we'll see you in about four and a half minutes. But for all of us who are here, let's watch this commercial and see what happens when different people have to figure stuff out.
That's the golden rule. Why is it so hard? Maya Angelou once said, we all have empathy. We just may not have enough courage to display it. That's the piece. It's the piece of empathy that, turn, that will determine whether or not we practice the golden rule the way Jesus intended it, or whether we will warp the golden rule into something that is much more self-seeking and ultimately harmful. It's not easy. And that's why we need God. That's why we need the power and the grace of God to do what is difficult and even impossible at times. Because it is only by God that we can do unto others what we would want them to do for us and then do for them what they want us to do for them. I'm going to guess that all of us have very practical ways that we are called by the Spirit right now to practice that golden rule in our relationships with others. My hunch is that in these moments, the Spirit has called to mind a specific person that you know about that is hard to practice the golden rule with right now. May all of us walk in the grace of God beginning that healing process with that person or those people on this very day, at this very moment, with whoever in your life is in a relationship with you where trust is broken, where your differences are defining your interactions. And may we all discover the power of a loving heart and an empathetic ear. Let us pray together. Oh God, there are moments in our lives when we wish you'd never said the golden rule to us. It would be so much easier if you hadn't. It is so much easier to rely on our own instincts, to lash out at others, and to further the brokenness that we have with others. That's the easy part. What you've called us to do is difficult. It requires vulnerability and risk. And that is something we are adverse to. But God, you have shown us that it is not only possible, but it is also in your example. For you love us in a way that we cannot understand. And so because you love us in a way that we do not deserve, teach us to do the same for others. Not reciprocally, not egotistically, but genuinely in the fullness of your love for all of the world. God, we pray for anyone in this room who is struggling with a relationship that is built on brokenness and dishonesty. And God, we dare to even pray for the world and all of the problem spots that are dictated by fault lines of revenge and mistrust between countries, between people groups, between religions, between 
partisanship, between political adversity. God, we pray that your vision of peace would be made real on this world the way it is revealed in heaven. And may it begin with each of us as we learn to love others the way we ask them to love us. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and let all God's people say, Amen.